What's up, everybody? It's Coulter Nuanez from your favorite daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now, which airs live each weekday between 4 and 6 p.m. on 102.9 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide television, SWX Montana TV, and worldwide on the ESPN MT app. And of course, as you're listening right now, you can always find Nuanas Now archived as well on the Nuanas Now podcast. If you haven't checked out the M Store in downtown Missoula, you need to. At the M Store, they're all Grizz all the time. They have some of the best, but more importantly, most unique selection of Grizz gear you're going to find anywhere. They got stuff that nobody else in town, nobody else in the state of Montana has available. And right now, the M Store has a whole bunch of great deals going on. April specials include huge percentage discounts on all headwear, sweatshirts, and jackets. They also are now an authorized Apple service provider. They offer computer repair. They got MacBooks, iPads, and a whole bunch of great Apple products in store there as well. Go check out the M Store, located at the corner of Higgins and Broadway in downtown Missoula, Montana. It's a great new location, a ton of merchandise, all April long at the M Store. Polos, headwear, sweatshirts, jackets. Go check out all their maroon and silver. The M Store, where they're all grizz all the time. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. Welcome back. Hope you're having a great Friday. I couldn't be better. I'm sitting downtown Bozeman, ninth floor, the tallest building in town here at the Armory Hotel. If you're in around town, come on down. We're sitting here at the Sky Shed. I just got myself a hamburger. We already had some fries that are like horseradish, blue cheese. I don't know. They're delicious. They're taking care of us right here, and uh, the views couldn't be better either. Thanks so much for hanging out with us here on your Friday this is Nuanas Now. I'm Coulter Nuanas coming to you uh, live from downtown Bozeman. Miss anything in the first hour of the show? You can always find it on the Nuanas Now podcast. Our good buddy Ian Laird, the voice of the Bobcats for the ESPN Plus streams for both men's and women's basketball, swung by uh, to talk all things MSU hoops. We also heard from Jeff Safford. He had a great interview with Matt Ellis about the uh, happenings down there at the Missoula Paddleheads field this upcoming weekend. And we also heard from Bobcat All-American Offensive Tackle, Rush Reimer. All of it on the Nuanas Now podcast, which is proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications. Want to figure out how Blackfoot can help you and your small business? Visit goblackfoot.com. The Nuanas Now podcast also presented by the M Store, where they're all grizz all the time, and the Montana State Bookstore, your best place to get your blue and gold on game day or any other day. How about a debut? The big news in the state has been the news in the state for about two weeks. It's just continued to evolve. First, Danny Sprinkle on his way out the door to Utah State. Then, a variety of Bobcats into the NCAA transfer portal. And now, as of Monday, and I guess officially as of Wednesday, the announcement that Matt Logie is the new head coach of MSU. We will analyze that hire a little bit more a little later on. But first, let's hear from the man. Well, we love when we have friends of the show and repeat guests, but we also love when we have new guests here on ESPN Radio as well. And now we're excited to welcome in the new head coach of the Montana State men's basketball team, Matt Logie. He's probably been a whirlwind week for this guy uh, in Bozeman since the weekend, announced as the head coach at Montana State on Monday, a press conference on Wednesday. We've been talking about it all week, but now we get to hear from the man himself. Coach, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, welcome to Montana. How you doing? Have you got your breath yet after uh, this whirlwind week? We're, we're starting to get there. It's been, uh, like you said, a, a, a complete whirlwind and drinking out of a fire hose for the last few days, but... Uh, 
the people here in Bozeman have, have made the transition really smooth, and we're excited to get rolling. Well, very cool. Uh, we're happy to have you here. Before we get into all the very many basketball questions I have for you, tell us about the other side of things, because I think that sometimes it gets lost on people. First and foremost, you're a dad and a husband, so just tell us about your family a little bit uh, uh, and uh, maybe how they helped in and what they think of this new transition, this new adventure for you guys. Yeah, thank you. I, I actually very much appreciate that question. Uh, you know, this is this is a family business for me, for sure, but uh, it, it affects a lot more than just me and my wife, Julia, and my daughter, Addison, and Luke are uh, thrilled to thrilled to have this opportunity and really enjoyed their time up here. I actually just dropped them off back at the airport to head back down south and, uh, and, and get things squared away down there, but uh, you, you can't do this job without a supportive wife and a supportive family, and, um, you know, I, I know that uh, it'll be nice when we're all up here together and and, uh, you know, we're excited to, to have the opportunity. Well, yourself and your wife, both from the Northwest, but now you're uh, moving from San Diego. So what was the sell like? How's the wife feeling about leaving uh, sunshiny beach country for the mountains? Well, both places have uh, amazing scenery and beautiful views. You know, we've uh, obviously spent a lot of time in the Pacific Northwest and have, have great friends and relationships up here and uh, have always had a, a deep, deep appreciation for Montana as a state and uh, had talked for for years about, you know, a desire to, to live here and, and raise a family here. And obviously uh, in, in the world of college basketball and coaching, you, you don't usually get to pick where you live. Uh, but we, we've been fortunate to have some uh, s- some pretty good locales. And, you know, they were looking for some winter coats this week and uh, that 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 wasn't real successful. So we, we got to figure out where to, where, where to replenish all of our winter gear from our years in Spokane. But uh, that, that time will come. Matt Logie here on Nuanas Now. He's the new head men's basketball coach at Montana State. Uh, just tell us about how this this opportunity came about and what have the last couple weeks been like. Uh, obviously, uh, probably a desirable jump to move up to Division One and, and coming to take over for a program that's made two straight NCAA tournaments also probably de- desirable. Uh, but how did the connection first happen? Uh, had you ever known about Leon Costello or Montana State in the past? Just, just take us through the process of, of you landing this job at Montana State. Yeah, well, you know, obviously just being a basketball junkie and being from up this way, I, I've, I've followed the conference for years. And, uh, you know, ironically, last last uh, last year, Montana State's first-round NCAA tournament game was at San Diego State. And, uh, you know, being in town there, I had an opportunity to, to go to that regional and, and just see the fan support, uh, the way they turned out for that game and the community. Uh, obviously followed uh, Coach Sprinkle's success here and could see that, you know, this was really a program that was on the rise and a, a program with a strong culture and a community with tremendous support. So, you know, we, we knew those things from afar. Uh, but in terms of the process, the way that kind of laid out, um, you know, honestly, I was I was dropping my daughter and about four of her friends from the neighborhood off at school last Monday and, and, and got a call from a search firm um, inquiring about you know, our interest and, and ability to, uh, to sit down and, and have a Zoom conversation with Leon and, um, and his staff. And so we obviously did that that afternoon and, and kind of kicked off the process. Um, and then, you know, subsequent conversations throughout last week um, in order to plan, you know, a, a visit to, to Bozeman and, and kind of go through the, the in-person phase, uh, which honestly I really appreciated because sometimes in these things uh, you don't get a chance you know, to uh, to get on campus, you know, sit down face to face, meet the student athletes, and 
Uh, that's just to me kind of the, the way to build relationships and the way to find a fit. And so it was great to be up here last weekend and, and meet everybody and, and really get a feel for, you know, not only the, uh, the city and, and the community and the university, but also the people. And so uh, that was a great, you know, great experience. I, I flew home to San Diego on, on Sunday night um, as they kind of processed through things and uh, woke up to a text message at 7 a.m. and a phone call and everything's been pretty much on fast forward since then. Matt Logie here on Nuwana's Down, new Montana State men's basketball coach. Montana State, for all of its success athletically, this is the first time in 100 years that a men's basketball coach has moved on to a you know, quote-unquote elevated opportunity. Every other coach in MSU men's hoops history either resigned, retired, or was fired before Danny Sprinkle moved on. you got to go all the way back to Ott Romney, who a gym is named after there on the Montana State campus for the 1920s for a guy who sort of moved on and moved up. But that's an interesting situation for a new coach to be stepping into, right? Because you're taking over a program that's won... 25-plus games two years in a row, so certainly a ton of success. What do you think of the dynamic of just taking over for a guy who sort of elevated the bar at Montana State like Danny Sprinkle did, and how do you hope to sort of maintain it and reach that bar that he has set? Well, you know, first off, it's, it's super exciting. Um, I, I would much rather take over a program that, that has a template in place and has support we've got going up here. You know, that, that in my experience, taking over, at, at places like Point Loma and Whitworth um, are, are very similar uh, experiences, and so you know I'm not I'm not afraid of the expectations. I, I believe that pressure is a privilege, and this is a place that, that that's showing proof of concept of what it can accomplish. And uh, I, I feel it's just the the beginning of that uh, of that story. So you know it's it's, it's really not important to you know where previous coaches have have gone or or, or not gone. Um, you know I've never taken the job. Um, with with any intent other than to to, to build uh, a great program and and uh, be in a community that we love and, and be there for a long time. So that's what we plan to do here, and and this is a, a place that uh, you know has shown it can win championships. And now it's up to us to to compete for those each and every year. Tell us just about your your basketball background. I'm, I'm familiar with uh, your grandfather, Ed Peppel. I thought that was awesome that you uh, acknowledged him during the press conference on Wednesday. I've heard stories of Coach Peppel from Travis DeCure, uh, University of Montana head men's basketball coach as well, and, and I followed Coach Peppel from all his success he had there at Mercer Island. So obviously that a huge uh, part of your background and your basketball influence, but just in terms of the here and now, what sort of system do you hope to bring to Montana State? What, what are some of your basketball philosophies and, and what has helped you win at such an unbelievably high level so far in your head coaching career yeah i mean uh obviously i i, I wouldn't be in the position that, that i'm in without the example that i had from my grandfather and and uh growing up in his basketball program you know watching his teams play getting to know his players kind of the fabric of of, of that culture um has, has really shaped me um and the dna that i have and so you know in terms of our style of play you know, the, the game is constantly evolving and changing. Um, that was one of the things that, you know, my grandpa always uh, talked about was, you know, you're, you're either getting better, or you're getting worse, you never stay the same. And, and so, you know, we've always tried to just uh, stay on the cutting edge of, of best practices and, and find different ways to, uh, you know, to be a little bit ahead of the curve um, and, and make our, our, our style and our systems fit our talent. And so, you know, I'm not married to any, any one offensive system per se. Um, it, it, it's all about putting your players in position to succeed 
But uh, some of the core tenets of our of our basketball philosophy just you know re- revolve around winning basketball, sharing the basketball, uh, getting great shots, uh, having a high level of skill and, and intelligence on the offensive side, and then defensively, um, just being very prepared, uh, having a system that uh, is is simple but yet difficult to play against, and uh, you know really trying to take uh, the three point line away on one side and take advantage of it on the other. So you know if you've watched my teams play in the past, that's certainly something that that we value. Uh, but you've got to you got to have the personnel to do that. And so once we get this puzzle put together and, and our roster in place, we'll be able to sit down and and figure out uh, you know how how we want to create our advantages and then help our players you know take advantage of that. Matt Logie here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Uh, I've watched your teams play live several times. Caught you in Missoula the last time you were here uh, playing against Montana when you were the head coach at Whitworth, and I was very impressed with all that stuff you just talked about, the way, the way you guys move the ball, the unselfishness, the, the toughness, the guard play, all that sort of stuff. Why do you think that is important, and how do you think your si- style fits into the big sky, or do you not know yet? Do you still have to sort of analyze and break down the league as it is? There are certain ways that winning basketball looks, and there's different ways to do it for sure. But you know, for for me, over 12 years as a head coach, um, you know, we we've always shot the ball well, we've always shared the basketball, um, and and we've always kind of defended, um, you know, through through the lens of of preparation and taking away an opponent's strength. You know, it's really again about about finding the match of your systems to to your personnel. Um, you know the the differences between you know, the Big Sky Conference and 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 our team last year at Point Loma are probably not as great as people uh, would 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 think. Um, but that being said, you know to be able to compete for championships and 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 win at the rate that uh, that we want to at the Division One level, it, it does require a little bit more athleticism, a little bit more size. Um, those are calibrations that that obviously I've I've been familiar with over the years having played division one and coached at lehigh back in the um back in earlier in my career so it's really just about finding that calibration and uh finding a puzzle piece that fit and 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 players that that really enjoy playing together i think that goes a really really long way and uh we're looking you know looking forward to um having a group of guys in bozeman that really want to be there and, and, and represent this program uh with pride well i'm sure we will talk plenty of basketball philosophy uh, now through the rest of the offseason up until the season and then probably during the season as well. So just a last couple things for you now here in your debut interview on ESPN Radio. Uh, what's the next couple weeks look like for you that I'm sure you're still assembling a staff? And, and as you know, the uh, wide world of recruiting in college basketball has never been as hectic as it is right now with all the transfer portal comings and goings and all the different moving parts. So uh, what is your systematic strategy to attack here the, the here and now and uh, these next couple weeks? Yeah, well, the first priority is just getting the, getting your people in place, you know, and your your staff, your players. Um, getting clarity, I think, is probably the word that keeps coming up the most. Um, you know, clarity of, of who's in, who's out. Obviously, you've got you know some some young men in the portal that you know all have different perspectives, different desires, different needs. And uh, you know, my, my job as a coach is to to help provide guidance. Obviously, you know, we, we want people that that uh, that want to be here. And, um, and I think we have a really exciting vision for this place and this program. And, and we've sat down one-on-one with each of those guys and spelled that out. Uh, but like you said, there's, there's a lot of kids in the portal that are looking for a great place to finish their careers. Uh, there's a lot of really talented high school players out there that, uh, have been a little bit under recruited because of the portal as well. So we're just trying to get the people in place right now. It'll be, uh, it'll be a process, but, um, you know, we're a lot further along after 24 hours than, 
I, I thought we would be 72 hours ago. So that's super exciting. And, uh, you know, obviously a lot of those announcements will, will be uh, made in the future. Well, we get you out of here on this then. What do you think are the the because I, I I've thought this forever covering the Big Sky Conference and analyzing the Big Sky Conference so much of the Big Sky because it's so widespread and and there's you know schools everywhere from big cities like Portland and Sacramento to tiny towns like Pocatello, Idaho, and then everything in between. And you're in a booming community there, but but surely a, a rural place still in Bozeman. And I've always thought that success in the Big Sky uh, comes down to identifying your biggest advantages and mitigating your biggest disadvantages. In, in your mind, what are the biggest advantages that you have at Montana State, and how do you hope to sort of capitalize on those now as the head coach for the Bobcats? Well, I, I think our, our biggest advantage uh, here at Montana State is, is uh, our, our community support. Um, this is a college town. You know, this is a place that, that, that lives and, and breathes with its uh, Bobcats and uh, – that, that provides a really, really unique experience for our student athletes, uh, an incredible um, fan support uh, in the arena on, on game night and game day. And uh, that, that, that in of itself is, is uh, a huge selling point. You know, obviously, you know, I have a track record as a head coach, and I think, uh, you know, winning games is a lot more fun than losing games for student athletes. It makes your experience a lot more enjoyable. And so, you know, we're looking for kids that, that want to come in and win and are willing to do what it takes and, and sacrifice what you have to sacrifice to make that happen. But, you know, we've got we've got a lot of things rowing in the right, in the, in the right direction here, and, it, and that starts with our administration with, with Leon uh, Costello and Cruzado. Um, there's just a, a ton of energy and momentum. Uh, surrounding us right now, and so it's exciting to be able to capitalize on that. Matt Logie, the first of many appearances here on ESPN Radio. He's the new head coach of the Montana State Bobcat men's basketball team. Coach, thanks for taking a minute for us. Best of luck with these uh, this upcoming uh, next couple weeks, and uh, we hope you settle in nicely there in Bozeman, and I uh, can't wait to meet you in person, but thanks so much for spending some time with us today. Thanks a lot for having me. Go Cats. There you go, Matt Logie. His debut here on Nuanas Now. Excited to get to know a little bit more of the new Montana State men's basketball coach. Take an early break here in hour number two because we got Brent Vegan coming up next to help us preview Montana State's spring football game. That's why we are here live in Bozeman coming to you from the Armory Hotel in downtown Bozeman. Montana State spring game tomorrow afternoon from Bobcat Stadium. If you are hanging out downtown, We'll be down here at the Sky Shed for a while more. We'll be on the air until 6, but we'll be hanging out for a little while. So come by, uh, ninth floor of the Armory Hotel. I'm about halfway through a hamburger. They got a new menu here, and uh, burgers and fries, exquisite. So come hang out with us uh, here. We'll be down here uh, for a few more hours, and, uh, you know, we got great company here, too. They're, they're egging me on as they eat their horseradish fries. <laughs> Brett Vegan, spring game preview. Next, keep it right here. You want us now, ESPN Radio. I am here with Catherine DeLands of The Advocates. If you've been listening to ESPN Radio, you're familiar and you know if you've been in an accident, The Advocates can surely help you. Yeah, I mean, the sooner you call us, the better. You know, we're available 24-7, consultations are free, and when you've been in that accident, insurance companies are going to be jumping all over you to talk. So give us a call first and get yourself an attorney. 406-640-4444 or online, montanaadvocates.com. Free consultations, the Montana Advocates reminding you that you deserve an advocate. One, two, three. One is now on ESPN Radio. I'll never forget when our guy Andrew Houghton, our producer there at ESPN Radio, first moved to Missoula. 
and he'd been living in town for just a little bit. And uh, I took him out to the Kettle House Amphitheater to St. Paul and the Broken Bones concert. Who just played us back in here on your Friday? If that doesn't make you want to party, I don't know what will. And he had no idea who St. Paul and the Broken Bones were and just left mystified. If you don't know, you got to go watch it on YouTube, either their music videos or their Tiny Desk concert. But a lead singer, uh, to say he has swagger and energy it would be a profound understatement. And uh, always a, a fun memory. And uh, can't wait to be back down, out there at the amp relatively soon. Thanks so much for spending time with us here on your Friday. We're coming to you live from Bozeman, Montana, downtown uh, in Bozeman at the Armory Hotel. We are on the ninth floor here at the Sky Shed. And they got a brand new menu here, and they're letting me sample quite a bit of it. Quite delicious. So if you're uh, hanging out in downtown Bozeman, come say hi. We'll be here for a little while longer. We're on hand here in Bozeman because Montana State hosts their annual spring football game tomorrow afternoon at Bobcat Stadium. We caught up with a man who knows it about as well as anybody earlier this week. Well, our preview of the Sunny Holland Spring Classic continues. As you listen today, we are coming to you live from Bozeman, Montana. If you are downtown Bozeman, come swing in. We're coming to you live from Sky Shed, which is within the Armory Hotel in downtown Bozeman. Happy to have a new partner on board and happy that they were able to set us up and very excited to watch the finale of spring football at Montana State tomorrow at Bobcat Stadium. We're joined now by Brent Vegan, the head coach of the Montana State Bobcats. Coach, we haven't talked to you in a while. How you been? Been good, yeah. It's uh, springtime. It's always a fun time of year, and enjoy this last week of spring ball, and excited for the game. Well, I know that the the weather is always boring to talk about, but also interesting to talk about when it comes to the state of Montana. So uh, that's always a part of this, right? Is managing the elements, especially uh, in Bozeman. How's it been for you guys? Has has it impeded you at all? And, and how have you thought you guys have uh, just handled what has been uh, an exceptionally long winter around the entire state of Montana? Well, it hasn't uh, it hasn't worked in our favor necessarily, but we've been able to work through it, I guess. Um, you know, didn't get out probably on the turf as much as we would have liked in, in February and March. Um, and getting into spring ball, we, you know, we've gotten all our practices and we've had to move a few days around, but ultimately we've got the work in that we uh, wanted. And, you know, our, our scrimmage days have been really beautiful days the previous couple Saturdays. So uh, can't complain too much. Uh, you can always wish for better, but uh, we've gotten the work in we needed to. Well, as always, plenty of uh, questions surrounding your and every program in the country. That's one of the best parts about college football is, is the uh, constant overturn, the constant renewal. But let's start on the defensive side of the ball because it's uh, now the second year in a row where you lose some premier players and, and you saw some of those guys really show out last week, or I guess a couple weeks ago now, at their pro day. Ty Okada, Callahan O'Reilly, James Campbell, all of them had uh, awesome performances. Uh, so what's it been like watching that unit? Has anybody stepped up and emerged from sort of a leadership perspective since especially uh, Okada and Callahan were such good leaders? Or what have you just thought of the, the evolution of the Bobcat defense? Well, it, it has to be that way. You know, I, every year we're going to lose good players. Um, you know, we did our first year and we were able to, you know, evolve, I guess. And, and you know, as we as we move into year three, um, yeah, there's some there's some big shoes to fill. You know, I think guys that from a leadership uh, point of view that have stepped up, I know Nolan Askelson hasn't been out there this spring, but, you know, his leadership capability was already um, – you know, beginning to shine uh, as, as a junior last year, but he's really, he's really stepped up. Um, you know, a guy like Ryan R to same thing has all the capabilities. I think he he sees the, you know, he sees the void and you know, losing a guy like Ty uh, from leadership perspective. So, you know, I may point to those two guys as we talk linebackers and safeties, but on the 
you know, as, as far as filling those shoes um, from a playmaking perspective, you know, I think Danny Alulia Kepa's had a really good spring at linebacker, as has McCade O'Reilly. Um, you know, McCade is a guy that uh, played a little bit last year, but when you look at Nolan, McCade, and Danny, you know, being our top three, I think we feel really good about the potential uh, there to, to fill the shoes of Callahan, um, you know, because Callahan has been really steady these last couple of years, and, you know, we need that steady playmaker ability to come out of the, the trio of Nolan, McCade and Danny, um, you know, as, as we talk about uh, the safeties and the nickels, um, you know, I think finding a place for, you know, Caden Dollar to settle in is a big, big part of uh, what we're looking at. Uh, Lavelle Price hasn't played a lot, but Lavelle's a seasoned guy that's been around uh, his program and in this defense for a couple of years. You know, anticipate that he'll have a he'll have a role. Uh, we moved Drew Polidor to free safety. Um, Drew's had a you know, I think a really strong spring. Um, Tyson Pottinger is another guy that's uh, that's been kind of on the outside looking in. So, you know, we brought Blake still one. Blake's been injured a little bit through the spring, um, but he he factors in as well. So, you know, we were trying to play three uh, between the, the two safety positions and the nickel position, and you know, it still has we still have some work to do to settle settle it out. But I I do think those guys have uh, showed up this spring and, and done some really good things. Our Montana State Minute presented by JNV Restaurant Supply. JNV Restaurant Supply, your home for everything kitchen. Visit jvrestaurant.com. Brett Vegan joining us, Montana State head football coach. Uh, you mentioned Drew Polidor uh, moving from from corner to, to free safety. Not even necessarily him specifically, but what's the transition like for a guy when they do change positions? I mean, what's the learning curve like? And do you feel like a guy can transition from one spot in the secondary to another one within the scope of, of a singular offseason? I think you can, but you, you got to realize there's going to be some growing pains within that. Um, it, it's you know the spring is is the time to you're, you're probably going to see some ebbs and flows. And, and I think Drew's skill set when we did bring him in here was probably more relative to playing a safety position um, with the makeup you know of our depth last year in the, the secondary. It made more sense for him to start out a corner. Um, I think transitioning for him, you know, is, is looked all right. Uh, but yeah, there's a learning curve. Uh, you know, you're playing a safety position in one of those three interior positions. There's a lot more that's on your plate than a corner, um, might have. So, you know, uh, I, I think there is a transition. It isn't a, an instant success, but you know, that's what, that's what the winter, that's what the spring, that's what the summer, that's what fall camp, um, is all for. Now, you know, having a transfer come in and, jump into one of those safety positions in the summer that that's been hard and we've we've really tried to do that the last two years with Trey Webb and Reddy Short and you know we've seen I'd say mixed results but those two both were you know in their own right were figuring out as they went um so you know I mean Drew's case uh ample time to get it done and like the progress he's making and you mentioned McCain O'Reilly. When he was a senior in high school, I thought he was one of the best players in the state of Montana. And then he had a bad injury to his ankle, um, certainly one that was easy to recover from, just took a long time. But it sort of derailed his senior year, and then uh, he's sort of been working his way back through uh, the depth chart in your talented linebacker group. What have you seen in terms of his progression and what has allowed him to sort of be running with those uh, that first group on the defense? Well, I think, I think last year, um, going back to the spring, I think McCade really started to flash his ability, his speed, his nose for the ball, that, that piece started to show up, but he was inconsistent, you know, you know, within the, the grand scheme of things within our defense, you're still one of 11 and you gotta, 
you know, you got to do your job. And, and, you know, I think he, while he makes some plays, he'd have some, he'd have some errors. And that's what I think he's eliminating. Um, got a chance to get in the game field, especially late in the year last year. Um, you know, and you can just see his continued growth as far as knowing where he needs to be, why he needs to be there. And then, you know, when he's got an opportunity to make a play, um, you know, his ability takes over. So, you know, it's a, it's a maturity. It's an understanding. It's being in this defense now going on a, a third cycle. I think that's, that's put him in position now to, you know, go from a guy that could maybe fill in to, you know, ultimately I think we see him as a guy that's going to make some plays. Brent Vegan joining us here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Getting you all set up for Montana State's spring football finale, the Sunny Holland Spring Classic, Bobcat Stadium tomorrow afternoon. Uh, Coach, offensively, uh, one of my biggest uh, points of emphasis that I'm going to be watching, obviously, is the offensive line. you got a whole bunch of great returners, but you have a new coach. So uh, how has things gone uh, since Brian Armstrong departed, and, and what do you think of just the way that that unit has coalesced uh, under new leadership? Well, I've been pleased with the transition. I, I, I we bring in uh, an experienced coach, um, and Al Johnson, and Al's wore a lot of different hats. Um, you know, and coached running backs at Wisconsin this past year, but worked with the O line really in all his years previous, uh, even as a head coach, as an offensive coordinator. Um, you know, it, it brought a you know a fresh perspective, uh, new eyes to our our situation where you have um, a, a, a lot of candidates, a lot of candidates to play, and you. You know, you want to be able to ultimately put the best five out there. If you, you have seven, eight guys capable of playing, how do you do that? So, you know, I've appreciated uh, Al's point of view, Al's methods of teaching. I think our guys gravitated to him uh, fairly quickly in the process. Um, you know, in trying to get the best group out there, you, you want to create some competition, certainly through uh, position flexibility. So we've been able to move some guys around a little bit just to, to – to have the ability to put them in more spots than maybe just the one they've played. You know, you think about uh, where we were last year. Marcus Weir was probably our one guy that we would maybe swing, um, and we didn't much because we kind of settled in. But, you know, creating a little bit more, um, you know, flexibility, like I said, within our vets is, is what we've aimed, aimed to do, and that's that we, that's been accomplished. Now how it continues to play out, um, we'll still have the return of Jacob Kettles and Titan Fleischman to this group um, in the fall, but uh, like how we're progressing, um, you know, and we need to become more physical and I think we're, we're taking the strides there. Um, that'll continue through the summer in the weight room and, you know, come September, um, you know, it's, it's my hope that we can really lean on this group. Offensively, broadly, is there any big takeaways you've had? Is there any places you've seen growth that you really like or anything that maybe has uh, stood out or surprised you? Well, I, you know, I, I think guys, uh, that, that you're, you start, you're still trying to figure out the receiver position in particular. Um, the return of, of Cleveland Thomas, uh, has certainly, um, certainly helped. You know, he's not a first year guy anymore. He's, he isn't, you know, he flashed more at the end than anywhere of the season within the season last year. So appreciate his continued progression. Um, you know, I think Taco Dollar has continued to take his, opportunities um and, and run with them um and then we added ty mccullough from colorado state and junior alexander from washington and those guys have both shown up like we hope now are they, are they perfect are they are they doing everything right with this being their first spring not necessarily they're making you know they're making some mistakes but they're also flashing um playmaking ability and i think 
to have our playmaking ability be more um, widespread than it has been the first two years is something at that position that, that we definitely definitely need, need, and that's at least trending the right right direction. You know, I know a guy that uh, missed most of the fall, Jordan Reed, um, is getting you know plenty of opportunity at the quarterback position, and you know, albeit we anticipate that he would obviously be our third guy, but you know, his continued development. Um, has has shown up, and not that that's been a surprise. I was we were certainly hopeful that that's how he would continue to move forward from where he was last spring. But you know, been pleased with with his continued development. So, you know, uh, our you know just building our depth up, being able to rely on more guys, being able to spread the playmaking out on offense is is our continued goal. Um, being able to do it a lot of different ways effectively is our continued goal because there's plenty of variables that you don't control on a game day. And, you know, and we got to be able to to continue to find ways to move the ball and score points. Brent Vegan here on Nuwana's Now ESPN Radio. Jordan Reed was an interesting guy. We had him on this show when he first got recruited and really liked his high school film. And then I, I only seen him one time in person, and that was last year at the Sunny Hall and Spring Game. And then, like you mentioned, he got hurt and missed uh, the fall last year. Um, how is he maybe different, or, or what have you thought of just the way that he's acclimated to the college game? And just tell people maybe that haven't seen him uh, how he's sort of fitting into your quarterback room. Well, he's a big, tall athlete. He's he's probably um, you know, six five. He's I'm sure he's put on oh, 15, maybe even 20 pounds since he got here the, the previous January. Um, he can really throw it, and you know, right now he's coming off of an ACL, um, but he's, you know, he's about closing on seven months removed. Um, so he, we still protected him, but, you know, his ability to, to throw it and know where he's going with the ball consistently and then deliver it very um, quickly and accurately is, you know, that's looked a little different than it did last, uh, last fall. Um, you know, I think what hasn't had, had the opportunity to show up is his athleticism. I, I do think he's a guy that can and will extend plays, um, can run it when necessary as well. So he's a he's a very um, talented young man that's that's raw and that rawness is is still there on a daily basis. But it's you know we're we're working through that. He's learning. He's a he's a competitive guy um, that we think has a real bright future. So you know to say sky's the limit, I don't know. That might be a little little broad base, but uh, you know he's got a lot of talent and a real want to to get. Um, you know, where he thinks he can. Another guy I want to ask you about who was also a great guest on this show when he was recruited is Chance Wilson. Super smart kid, really well-spoken, mm-hmm. and, and uh, graduated early to be able to be on campus there for spring ball. Uh, sort of a rare thing in the FCS, but probably going to become at least a little bit more common. Uh, what have you thought of Chance's ability to acclimate? Because I was just so impressed with how sharp he was, so I'm sure from a mental perspective it's mm-hmm. going pretty well. But how, how has he picked up just the speed of the game, and what have you thought of the true freshman? Yeah, you know, I think his intelligence, his maturity to be able just to handle all that goes with this transition. It's much more than just the football. Um, you know, it's school, it's being on your own. Uh, you know, it's all that. So he's handled that well. You know, I think the, the, the practices as we went through it, he, he's definitely flashed, um, as far as his ability to run the football. Um, he, he can throw it and, and, you know, he needs to continue to work, um, work on his strength. You know, he's still, Looks like a high school senior out there, which he would be um, from a, a physical perspective. But you know, as far as having you know speed, um, arm talent, uh, a frame that can can develop, and then you know, I think uh, an intelligence that will ultimately be able to consume quite a lot. I, I think we really like what we see. Um, 
and there's development that, that comes along with all these guys and we're just get, getting on that a little faster in his case because he's he's here a semester early which I think will benefit him down the road um, you know it'll be interesting to see you know how big a leap he can make from spring to fall and that's and that's why you come in early you take your lumps a little bit earlier than you would and he's taken taken some of them I, I, I'm certain you know in, in the spring game um, he's gonna wow a little bit and there's gonna be things that you can tell he needs to continue to work on so I'm um, pleased with him, and you know, you talk about you know, him and Jordan being these young guys that are are still, you know, freshmen eligibility wise, and um, you know, Chance obviously would have the ability to redshirt. Uh, really, a bright future at that position behind, you know, uh, Tommy and Sean, who you know I think is as good a combination as as, as anywhere in the country. Right, Vegan Nuan is now ESPN Radio. Coach, just a couple more things for you. One, I know last year you came on right around this time to talk some NFL draft, and that's coming up in a couple weeks as well. And they got some guys that are hopefuls, especially Ty Okada after his great pro day, including a 40-and-a-half-inch vertical and 4-4-4 in the 40. Uh, he really tore the uh, tore it up at, at his pro day and definitely gave himself an elevated opportunity. So um, sort of a two-part question. What did you think of those guys sort of uh, enhancing their resumes? But also, how good is that for your program to have now a couple years in a row where you've had true NFL hopefuls that uh, guys uh, are, are coming to see. You know, I think it's great. And, and you know, that, that will continue to build upon itself. Um, you know, I think when when scouts are, are sorting out their schedule and, and picking out where they they need to go um, versus where they, you know, want, just maybe want to go, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's kind of a it's a tricky situation sometimes to, to get consistent uh eyes on your guys um so i think the more we can stack up these years where you know, those scouts look and say hey i you know what montana state's produced some guys they're going to continue to i need to keep going up there i think that's what we, that's what we want for our for our program and, and you know i think uh, uh a guy like ty callahan james um you know willie did did a, did a solid job as well you know i think they're all guys that you look and say these guys all had to develop um much much different picture of what they are now than when, when they first got here. And that's, you know, there's a lot of credit that gets uh, doled out there. And, and I think Sean Heron's the first one that you look at. Uh, you know, those guys have developed in the weight room. Um, the position coaches have done a, a really good job setting them up for success on um, their knowledge base. And then, you know, because these guys all have to have film that goes along with just with, with the numbers they put up. And the numbers uh, kind of validate the opportunity, so to speak, but without the film, without their, their play on, on Saturdays for the Bobcats, um, it doesn't all work. So, you know, it's a, uh, it's a good thing that we've been able to stack up these, uh, these couple years. It's, it's going to be great to continue to grow those numbers of, uh, cats that are playing on Sundays. And, you know, I'm anxious to see how it all plays out for them. You know, I think Ty, Ty's the one that I do think has elevated himself in position to be a draftable guy, and whether that happens or not, he's going to definitely find himself in a camp, into a camp. Uh, I'm certain Cal will. Um, James um, put himself in position, and I think Willie's right there, you know, looking in to be able to get an opportunity. So, pleased for them, happy for them, and you know, we need to keep uh, turning guys out like that. Last thing for you then, uh, what do you hope to see on Saturday? Obviously sort of a culmination of a lot of hard work. Uh, probably be a fun time for you guys to be out in front of fans there at Bobcat Stadium. Uh, but, but in terms of an execution standpoint and uh, logistically, what do you want to see out of your squad uh, during the spring game? 
Well, the way the teams are set up, you have the, the first team offense and the second team defense on one team, and then the first team defense and the second team offense. So the matchups should be similar to what we've seen on these, you know, these Saturdays when we scrimmage. So you want to, you want a competitive situ, you know, set up. You don't want one team to run away with it. You want some back and forth play. Um, you, you want it to be, you know, as clean as possible. So, you know, you don't want to see a lot of penalties. Um, but you want to see the guys go out there and compete. This is the one real opportunity for us in the spring where, you know, there, there's, there's the variables of the time, uh, time being taken. Um, the, uh, field position being set because of the ebbs and flows, the way football works. There's a score on the scoreboard. Um, there's fans in the stands. I, I, so it's, you know, it is a game type experience for, many of those guys that haven't been in one yet. So you want to see how they react in that setting. And, you know, ideally it's a game that, that does go down to the end and, um, you know, one team's going to win, one team's going to lose, but you want it to be a competitive environment where, you know, guys kind of cap off that spring ideally with their best performance. And the more individuals that, that do that, I know the better off we'll feel as, as far as our progress through, you know, uh, March and April here. So the Hall Spring Classic, Bobcat Stadium, 1 p.m., We'll see you there. Brett Vegan joining us here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, coming to you live from downtown Bozeman. Coach, appreciate all the time as always. Look forward to seeing you and your team tomorrow. Thanks for being here. All right. Thanks a lot, Coulter. Go Cats. Appreciate, Coach, for carving out some time with us. Speaking of time, we only got a little time left here on this show, but if you are downtown Bozeman, come hang out. I'll be hanging out down here at the Sky Shed for a while longer after we get off the air. Sky Shed at the uh, ninth floor of the Armory Hotel here uh, in the heart of Bozeman. I wanted to get to the stuff I want to watch tomorrow uh, during the spring game, and we've talked a lot about it, but let's just go some rapid fire. I think that corners are always going to be a huge point of emphasis, especially in the Big Sky Conference and the FCS, where you are going to go against some top-level receivers. Montana State does return Simeon Woodard uh, to its defensive backfield. But a lot of other new guys are going to, or I guess maybe unproven guys like Miles Jackson, uh, are going to be trying to, to work their way in. Also, as you heard Brett Deegan mention there, Drew Polidor playing safety now. So that's certainly an interesting fold. A former Air Force transfer who was um, brought in to play corner. Uh, if he can acclimate to that, that free safety spot for Montana State, that'd be big time as well. Uh, that free safety spot in this defense that MSU is running right now uh, doesn't need to be that that much of a factor in run support. They can be much more of a factor in coverage because they use so much of their big nickel and roll him down in the box in run support. So Polidor being more of a corner size, he adds that athleticism to the back end, though, and uh, they need a replacement there for Jeffrey Manning Jr. So the whole defensive secondary will certainly be a, a huge point of analysis after Montana State loses guys like Ty Okada, Jeffrey Manning Jr., James Campbell. Uh, so definitely going to have my eyes on the secondary for sure. The offensive line, they're mixing and matching and rotating. We heard that from Rush Reimer uh, in the uh, first hour of the show, and uh, I'm interested to see how guys like Reimer, who's playing a little guard, playing a little right tackle, how those guys do. Obviously, no Isaiah Fonse anymore, so what's the running back hierarchy look like? Is Lane Sumner back healthy? Is Kagan Williams back healthy? A lot to watch there. Uh, and then, of course, I want to see how the young quarterbacks look. We know what we got in Tommy Mallott. How has he improved? You know what the Montana State's got in Sean Chambers. How has he improved? And more importantly... What do guys like Jordan Reed and Chance Wilson look like? That's what we'll have our eyes on tomorrow. Maybe a couple more spring ball storylines. 
But if you're hanging or you're around, come hang out with us down here at the Sky Shed on the ninth floor of the Armory Hotel. We'll be right back. Keep it right here. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Colter Nuanas coming to you through the ESPN MT studio here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company on behalf of both ESPN Missoula and Skyline Sports. Here with some of our friends from Blackfoot Communications, one of our great business partners at both entities. They've done so much for us in helping us develop so many different things at Skyline Sports. Also help bring you our ESPN Radio podcast network as well. We're here with Hannah Kreiss from Blackfoot Communications. She is a business development representative. Tell people just about your history at Blackfoot. How long have you been at Blackfoot? Yeah, I've been at Blackfoot three years now. When it comes to just uh, your actual job title, what is it that you do? I mean, what is your primary things that uh, go on in your day-to-day at Blackfoot? Yeah, so I target and work with small businesses um, and just helping them get connected to internet and phone services, just smaller grade equipment and services that they might need and not all of the bigger enterprise. What's your favorite part about your job at Blackfoot? I like connecting with people and meeting new people and going out and just having those conversations and getting to know them in the community. And how about just the organization in general? I mean, it it seems like such a great company to work for. Yeah, absolutely. It's very community-based, very family-oriented inside as well, and it's definitely very enjoyable. If you want to find out more about Blackfoot Communications in general, visit goblackfoot.com. Great website, very easy to navigate. They can help you with all sorts of things from small business development to any sort of fiber, internet, communications, anything like that. Small business networking, all of it. Visit goblackfoot.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Nuana's now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. We're coming to you live from downtown Bozeman, Montana, the ninth floor of the Armory Hotel. We're at the Sky Shed. Come check them out. They got great cocktails. I, I should have played some Jimi Hendrix today. They got a Purple Haze special as their cocktail of the week. So if you want a great view, you're hanging out in downtown Bozeman, come check this place out. We will certainly be back here uh, as, uh, as we get closer to football season, so excited for that. Uh, coming up after the show, we'll roll right into the NBA playoffs. We've got the Cleveland Cavaliers and the New York Knicks right after this. I got a couple sports bet Montana tickets burning a hole in my pocket. Feeling pretty good after the last couple nights. The NBA playoffs is rolling, and we'll have as much NBA playoff action as we possibly can here uh, on ESPN Radio uh, each and every evening. We also have the NHL playoffs as well as the Seattle Kraken. We are the official affiliates of the Kraken, are uh, into the playoffs. They're playing the defending Stanley Cup champion, Colorado Avalanche. If you missed anything in today's show, a jam-packed show here uh, on your radio dial. A lot of Montana State stuff since we are here in Bozeman. We heard from Rush Reimer, who is the uh, All-American left tackle for the Bobcat football team. Montana State head football coach Brett Vegan, And the debut of Matt Logie, the new Montana State men's basketball coach as well. We also talked some panel heads. We heard from our good buddy Ian Laird, the voice of the Bobcats on the ESPN Plus stream, and uh, a whole bunch more. If you want to find any of it, all of it, on the Nuanas Now podcast, presented by Blackfoot Communications, the M Store, and the MSU Bookstore. We'll be back at it on Monday. Even though it's April, we'll have the Montana Football Hour recap and everything we see at the Sunny Holland Spring Classic, and also talking some Grizz football as well. Probably a continued conversation about Levi Janicaro, uh receiving number 37 for the Grizz, comparing and contrasting between Montana and Montana State, and uh, a whole bunch more. Appreciate everybody back in Missoula for getting the show on the air. Thanks to Andrew, Jeff, 
those guys for producing it. Thanks to Tommy for engineering the whole thing. And thanks to all of you for listening. Appreciate you being here. We'll be back at it for the Montana Football Hour, 4 p.m. sharp. We'll see you then. Thanks so much for listening. This has been Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. What's up, everybody? It's Coulter Nuanas from your favorite daily sports talk show, Nuanas Now, which airs live each weekday between 4 and 6 p.m. on 102.9 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide television, SWX Montana TV, and worldwide on the ESPN MT app. And of course, as you're listening right now, you can always find Nuanas Now archived as well on the Nuanas Now podcast. One of the biggest events on campus every single year at Montana State is the MSU Spring Rodeo. Get rodeo ready with the MSU Bookstore all month long. MSU Rodeo tees and equine accessories will be available starting on April 10th. All month long, you can get three t-shirts for $25, two crewnecks for $50, or two hoodies for $55. Go check out all the great rodeo gear at the Montana State Bookstore on the MSU campus. The Montana State Bookstore also does a great job of giving back some of their proceeds to help reduce textbook costs for students across the MSU community. And of course, it's your go-to place to get your blue and gold on game day or any other day. Montana State's rodeo team, as prestigious and nationally powerful as they come. So if you're planning on heading to the spring rodeo, swing by the MSU bookstore first. When you're in need of some Bobcat gear, Go check out the Montana State Bookstore located in the Strand Union Building on the Montana State campus in Bozeman, Montana.